We'll do a review of Lakutas Sichas Chelik Yud the second Sicha of Parshas Vayichi. That's the final Sicha in Chelik Yud. Over here, the Rebbe explains the Medrash that was brought down in Rashi, which uh, tells us that Yaakov, when he gathered his sons in the Pasuk, we find that he told them the various different brachas. And but uh, the Medrash Rashi says that what he wanted to do is to uh, tell them when the end of the Golus uh, will come, and the Shechina departed from him. So this is something which seems to be totally not consistent with the flow of the Parsha. That's something else. How do we know this? And the Rebbe will explain both according to the Medrash and also later on in the Sicha, according to Pshutu Shemikra, Rashi has a few changes. And um, the Rebbe will explain that there were two separate gatherings that uh, Yaakov gathered his son. So we know that there was something else. But how do we know that that something else is trying to tell them about the Ketz Hayomim, the end of days? And uh, the Rebbe will go through all the details. But let's look now inside. Ois Aleph. Al Hakosu, on the Pasik, it says, Vayikra Yaakov Elbonov. So Yaakov calls his sons. Vayoymer, and he says to them, Hey Osvu, Vagida Lochem, Es Asher Yikra Eschem Vachris Hayom. We gather and I will tell you that which is going to happen to you in the end of days. And then the Pasik further continues, it says, He kovtsu vishimu, Neyakoi vishimu Yisrael avichem, gather and listen, the sons of Yaakov, listen to your father. Then he starts off with the Ruvain going through the various things. So, Amr Azal, so our sages tell us, and this is, comes from the Gemara in Pshachim, and this is also Huva It's also brought down this statement of our sages in Rashi. There are some changes later on in the Rebbe will address these changes between Rashi and the way it's brought down from the Gemara. And uh, well, the Rebbe will originally explain the Gemara, and then the Rebbe will explain the Sivches how it changes according to Rashi. So, what does the say in the Gemara? And Rashi brings down that Bikish Yaakov Legalis Levonov Kates Hayomin, that Yaakov wished to reveal to his sons the end of the days, Kates Hayomin, and the divine separated itself from Yaakov, so he wasn't able to tell them. So, this interpretation of our sages it seems to be strange. How do we know this, that what he was talking about was something to reveal to them and not what follows in the Pasuk later on with the things that he actually told them. But So we need to understand where do we know that the meaning of the Pasuk that he gathered was that Yaakov wished to reveal to his sons the end of days. It would seem. What is the simple posik meaning in the posik? I will tell you. Those are the blessings and those matters that are written later on the parsha. That's what he came to tell them. So, some of the Rebbe brings down now will say, because the Pesach says, I'll tell you what will happen by Achris Hayomim, and that means when uh, the days, the Golos will be over, but uh, the Rebbe says not necessarily. Yesh Mefarshim, you don't have to say that. There's other Mefarshim that say, that the proof is, is from the words, the Pesach says, by Achris Hayomim. End of days. The understanding of Achris Hayomim means the end of days. We find this in the Tanakh that the uh, what will happen is talking about in the end of days 
at the end of the Golus, at the end of uh, so it says that that means the Ketzayomin. So we know that Yaakov was telling them something about Ketzayomin, not in the brachas that he was telling to the Shvotim that follows. But the Rebbe says that would not be a good reason uh, to change the meaning of the Pasuk. We can still say because Number one, a kosher came, but it's hard to say that this is the reason why we know that it's talking about that he wanted to tell them the case. So first of all, the Rebbe says, that would not be a sufficient proof because it says the word is not a sufficient proof that it's talking about the end of days, but not every word that it says the word the words Achas Yom means the end of days. As take for example, Vadivrei Bilom, Matsinu Loshenzu. We find this language in the words of Bilom. It says, Let me tell you, what's going to happen to your people, Bilom said, in the end of days. And he's talking about David. So we're, see, we're not talking about the Kate Sayomin, about the end of Golos, but we're talking about uh, time of David. So the fact that the Pasuk used the word is not yet a full proof, uh, complete proof that we're talking about the Ketz HaYomim, we're talking about the end of days. But the second question the Rebbe says, let it be, even if you say that we're talking about something that takes place at the end of the day, but how do we know that he wanted to tell them, reveal to them when the end of days will be, uh, versus just telling him something that's going to take place in Achris Hayom. Base. Even if we shall say, that in our Pasik, when it says Achris Hayom, the intent is for the end of days. So, what is the approved? That he wanted to reveal this to his sons. Hainu, that is lahidiyam to tell them when it's going to be the end of the days. That is something Dovar Shaliba Lipumalagalya. As the Yalkut Shimoni says, the Rebbe brings down in the note from the Yalkut Shimoni and others that this is something that in from the heart to the mouth it's not revealed. We don't talk about it. even if the heart knows and somebody has an idea, when Mashiach will come, we don't reveal this to the mouth, we don't talk about this. So here we have to say that Yaakov was trying to tell them something which is not usually said. Why do we have to say that? Okay, Achris Yom means the end of the days. We can still say Kipshutei in the simple meaning. To begin with, Besides that, the Stalkim and the but he didn't want to tell them. He said, Let me tell you what's going to happen. That which will take happen to them in that time of Achrisayom. And the truth is that we find several things that took place, that will take place that he told them. And some of these happenings come. He also related to him in the uh, continuance of his words. As Rashi later on explains within the Parsha Vayichi in the various different brachas uh, that Yaakov gave, how there are some things that are related to Achris Hayom. There's another point the Rebbe says, since this is brought in Rashi, it has to be also understood on the very simple level. Gimel, Kivan Shepirish Rashi. Since this commentary, this interpretation, Rashi brings down, so, he only comes to tell us the simple meaning of the Pasuk. Tzorich we have to say, that all this is evidence also in the simple meaning of the Pasuk. The Rebbe Enoish Beis is going to explain that actually how do we know that we're talking about here about the Ketz HaYomin is because we see there's a duplicate Loshan. The Pasuk first says, gather around the Osu Asher And then we start a new Hikovtsu gather around and listen. It seems like these are two separate. Why is there a repetition? 
it means that the first one had some divinely inspired something that he couldn't tell them anymore. And then he says a second time, but still, we still will need to understand how do we know exactly that he was trying to reveal to them the end. But let's seek inside. Base, what's the explanation? What do, how do we know that he was telling them something, it means the end of days. Is like this. Since he says gather, and I will tell you what will happen at the end of days. And then he says a second time. He gather around and listen. That's evidence that these are two aspects, two matters. Separate. That's what he's talking about. These are different gatherings. They are distinguished and separate one from another. So much so that you have to have a whole separate gathering for it. That you need an independent gathering specifically for each one. So you can't say the two things together, but you have one gathering and another one. Umuvan. So therefore, we, it's also un, it's understood. The second time when he says he that is that is intended for that which comes next to the parsha. So the second time when it says he is referring to what the parsha is talking about. But not his first one because there is a gap over there. There is a Nothing there, and then there's a new gathering. He also vagido that starts off in the parsha. Gather, I was saying, shehi lifnei fonov. That is before that which comes before the actual saying of Yaakov, the various different brachas that he speaks over there. So we have to say this is something different. But we don't find anything in the pasuk. But if there's something else, why did the Torah? Uh, close this up, the Torah does not articulate what he wanted to tell them, and also how come he didn't tell them. So we don't see what's going on here. So that's why our sage, as a blessed memory, said, Yaakov wanted to reveal to his sons the end of days. And the reason he didn't reveal because the Shechina left him, left Yaakov, he didn't reveal it. And that's why this is not written in the Torah, because there is nothing in the Torah to be written, because he tried to say something, but he didn't say it in the end. And that's why Chazar V'Omar Lohem he goes back and he says to them, he kovtsu. And this means gather in. This is a different gathering. Not like the gathering. That is the first gathering was get ready. Hey, Osvu, and prepare yourself to listen to words that are said while there is the presence, the resting of the divine to tell them the Ketzayomim. So he says now, he says Vishimu. Uh, this is going to be a different thing. This is going to be brachas and this is going to be separate. So basically, since there is two times the gathering over here, the first time doesn't say what, we know that he's wanted to tell them something and he was able to tell them. That's why the Torah doesn't say. And it was on a different level. That's why we needed two separate gatherings. However, the Rebbe says, well, how do we know that those things that he wanted to say, Bashros Ashkina, was when the end of days is going to happen? We know he's, there's something, he gathered them to say something that he couldn't say because we don't find anything in the Pasuk. But we don't know that, that that he wanted to say was to tell them when the end of the days was. This still requires explanation. The duplicate language that is in this verse, it teaches us, he wished to tell them an item that in actuality 
He couldn't see. He didn't say it. And it wasn't didn't say it, it wasn't written in the parsha. But where do we have the proof? That what is the contents? What did he want to tell him? That he wanted to reveal to them something which is totally closed, Kate Sayomim, the end of days. Perhaps Efsher. Perhaps maybe he wanted to reveal more details over those that he revealed to them. And that which is going to take place in the end of days. And maybe for some reason he can't tell them, but we don't know exactly why do we have to say that it was trying to tell them the Kate Sayyamid. We say that he was trying to tell them some things that he couldn't say, and that's why it wasn't revealed. The Rebbe is going to explain in Ois Gimel that the Loshan that it says, the Loshan Agido means to reveal something from the secret, something from the inner to come out into the open. So then when we are saying over here that in the word Agida, there's the hint that he wanted to tell them something very, very deep, something which is hidden, which is sasum. And that is to reveal through uh, through the hidden part of Torah, through Sosun. Let's look inside. Gimel. So to explain this matter, Isa Bizoihar, and we'll see that later on the Rebbe is going to explain this is Apichasidis, the Gemara. But Rashi, the Rebbe has a little bit of a different uh, way of explaining this. But let's look now. For now, we're explaining the Gemara. I'm just saying this because you'd be surprised to that the Shutashal uh, Mikra, we're explaining it from the Hasidus, the different meaning of Agida. But this is the explanation the way it's according to uh, the Gemara. And as I said, the Rashi will be explained later on. Finding the Zoyer and in Chasidus it's explained the Indian Gimel Halashoinus. We find three languages when we talk about speech, we call it Dibur, Amira, Vahagoda. Those are three words used for speech. The Hafresh what's the difference between these three words of speech? Dibur Hubepe, Dibur is in the mouth, and Amira, he believe. And saying is in the heart. Those are words of wisdom. Rabbi explains now. It's words of the mouth, words in the heart, and Hagoda, words of wisdom. What are some of the differences between them? Dibur Vamira, when we talk about the word of Dibur Amira, Efshir Sheyihu. It's possible that they should be only coming from the externality of the soul. So, as follows. Hadibur, just to speech, that is in the mouth. So there is a possibility one can speak in a manner. He speaks one in his mouth and one in his heart. Which means what you're saying in your mouth doesn't necessarily reflect what's in your heart. So we know that this is just an external uh, power to say words. That is when we talk about dibur. Afila amira believe. Even when you say something in your heart, which is inside, but that inside is not really deep inside. That is only the external part of the inside. Because after it's possible, shetia, what's in your heart, is heipech panimius hanefesh, which is actually... Contrary, the opposite of the inner of your soul. It could be opposite of what you really want. And the Rebbe explains now that we see that sometimes in the Rambam, that we force him until he says, which is really what he wants, even though initially, externally, he says, I don't want. But once you force him and he says, I want, because we need his consent for a get, or for 
But we're saying that this is really what he wants inside. So outside of externality of his heart, he can say, I don't want it. So that means that the idea of Amira doesn't necessarily represent the inner of the heart. As explained in the Rambam, Tam haloche, the reason for the aloche, that we say, that we will force him until we, he will say, I want. Now, this is talking about, he, needs to, he has to divorce his wife, and the get has to come only from his wishes, and if he says, when we force him, that's fine. And why would that be fine? But he said he didn't want, so we needed his consent. Because we say, because it was his inclination that forced him. That's why he wants and he desires the Aveda. So the Aveda that he does is because he's being forced by Zietzer. But the true wishes, wants, the inner of the soul of every one or one of the Jewish people who lasts kifirotz and alien is really to do as it is the wishes of the Supreme of Hashem. And when you force him, we nullify that force, and that want, that is uh, comes through this, she is forced by the Yetzir Hore, and then, and then he does what she wants in the inner of his soul. As we see in actuality, that when he said before you forced him, I don't want that wasn't just that he was saying it, but in heart he wanted it. Because even in his heart, he didn't want to do. So it's not like he was just saying he doesn't want. Itaka didn't want. Or in his heart he didn't want. We'll show you how you do it. The language that is common, the known language, we say, the eye sees, and the heart lost. So therefore, it means that he... His heart wanted at that time to do against Hashem. Elosh Amira Zu, that Amira, that is from the heart, Bo Mitzat that comes from the externality of the heart. Avol Bipnimius Liboy, but in the inner of his heart, Reitzo, who Tomid, Lassi, he always wants to do Hashem's wishes. So that is both the level of Amira, uh, the level of Dibur, level of Amira, they are still either just the very external, the, the mouth, or it's even the external of the heart. But it doesn't touch the inner of the heart. As opposed to when we say Haggadah, Mashenkin Haggadah, as opposed to when we say Haggadah, Shehiba, Bipnimi Yisalev. That comes from the inner of the heart. And this is the, what the Zoyer says, Shehaggadah Hainu Milim Duchuch that the Haggadah are words of wisdom. What are the words of wisdom? What is their idea is Pnimis Vesosim Deiraisa. Those are Milin de Chuchmasa are the inner and the hidden part of the Torah. They awaken, they arouse, and they reveal the inner and the hidden of the soul. So that's why that's the Agod. So now, in our Posik, the Posik says, The same thing is when Hashem is Hagod, uses word Vagida Lochem. Yaakov is saying Agod, but when we say Agod, by, with regards to HaKadosh Baruch Hu, when the Shekhinah rests and says, That means that we are drawing down the inner of the Ein Sof, the light of the infinite, open in a revealed way. That is Haggadah, to bring it down. As we find our sages, 
a blessed memory when they say about the Agoda, the expounding part of the Torah, the Agoda Meloshin, Agoda, where the Agoda is comes from Loshin of Agoda also. So, so that has the same idea as as Agoda is that it, so the sages tell us that if you wish to recognize the one who said that the world came into creation and the world was became which is Hashem uh, learn the Agoda look the expounding part of Torah then you will learn that you will recognize Hashem so we see that Agoda is a revelation of Hashem, in Agoda, which is the inner part of Torah, so there shines and is revealed from the inner and the hidden of Kuchabrichu is in Torah in the level of Agoda. So now we understand, so with this we understand, just in the word Agida that Yaakov used, in that word itself, Merumas, there is a hint. Shabikish Yaakov lahagid. Yaakov wanted to hagid. Hagid means to reveal. Galis levonov inyan primi biyoser. He wanted to reveal something very inner, which is the kates hayomim, the end of days. She inyonoi, the end of days. To tell them days who agilui shall tachlis asosim vapnimi. That is to reveal the ultimate. Which is closed and inner, we nobody knows this. Libelapumagalia. Agidam is trying to reveal the inside, what is hidden. Gilu Sosim the Nishama. Revealing the hidden of the Nishama. Vesosim the Kuchabrihu and the hidden of Akodesh Baruchu. Aidei Sosim the Iraisa through the hidden part of the Torah. So therefore, in the Agida, he was trying to tell them and bring down and reveal to them. The hidden of their souls and the hidden part of the Kuchibricha through the hidden part of Torah, which is the revelation of the end of days. So, first of all, the Rebbe said there's two times the gathering, which tells us that there was something else that the, and the divine left him, he couldn't say it. And because he uses Lashon of Agida. It means that he was trying to reveal them some of the deepest secrets, those things that are sosim, and to bring it down into the open. But now the Rebbe still asks the question: Why um, does it say that the divine left him? Why can't we just say that uh, he didn't know? Uh, he couldn't. Uh, so why why Nistalka Shechina? Why do we have to say that the Shechina left him? He said it was covered from him. He didn't know. Now, we still need to understand the specific language that our sages of blessed memory use here. The Shechina left him. What are we trying to say here? What is the intent? Lost his time to give a reason. Lomo legilo Yaakov as Ketzayomim. Why did Yaakov not reveal the end of days? Vahavale lechayre loimar lechayre. He should have said v'niskase haKetz mimenu. The end was covered of him, a kiyetzabe or similar. Umawi hanesinas tam bazeres chenistalka shchina. So why is he giving the reason specifically that the divine left him? And the other issue is we find that there were other things that he was divinely inspired as he talked to them. How could it be that it actually left him? We also need to understand. Immediately he says to them, many and many matters of prophecy, not only uh, blessings, but he told them prophecies over there. So there had to be the divine there, the Shechina had to be there, it was resting on him, so what does it mean that it left him? The Rebbe explains that Yaakov thought that when his sons get together, they will be able to get the Shechina, which means what he's trying to rest upon them, 
Nistalkem men of Shechina doesn't mean the Shechina bechlal from Yaakov. It's continued there. But the Shechina, that revelation of that being able to rest the Shechina on his son, that left him. Bo'inyanu. Yaakov bikesh legalis levonov. Yaakov wanted to reveal to his son, Hainu esa yudu aloi, that which was known to him, Ketza Yomim, the end of days. <coughs> How so? Because according to what he can see, his estimation, he looked at them, saw them as they were in his world. He thought that they are fit. After they will be in a stand in a situation of gathering together, a certain preparation, that he'll able to reveal to them the end. And therefore he said, He says, You gather, then I will bring down to you Kashatis Asfu. When you gather and you unite, va'agida means va'agale, and agida means I will reveal lochem to you. Goimer, ba'achris ayom in the end of days, as kate sayom in the end of days. Benistalko mimenu. So from him was removed mashu ba'oyser shor mevakesh legalas akes levonav. That which at that time he was trying to reveal the end to his sons, that left from him, not that it left Bechlau, but from him. That particular aspect that he's trying to tell them, the end of the Golos, the Shekhinah, which means it left him, the divine left him, the ability to make rest in this matter, Gilu HaKetz. The Shekhinah, the, that precise message of giving over the Shekhinah, that is what Gilu HaKetz Shechina means that it rests and dresses up. So the, the Shechina, that dress up, that it should be revealed to his sons, the Hamshacha, to them, that has gone away. Which means not that Yaakov lost the Shechina. Yaakov had the Shechina, but he was just not able to be mashkin it to them. Yaakov itself the blessed divine rested, the revelation of the infinite blessed be he rested on him. Even afterwards, it doesn't mean like the Rebbe said before, he gave them all prophecies, because he told them the words of prophecy, as I said before, also the kates itself has not been covered from him. Rashi, the Chazal don't use the words that Niskasim. He knew at that time as well. But the, the divine, the presence, the revelation, the idea of revealing below the end, that has that Shechina, that divine, that dress up, that has left it. And this is the Specific language of the Gemara that Nistalko Mimenushchina, the divine left him, but Loy Nista Mimenakia doesn't say it was closed from him the end. Kirak Hakoyach Lahashkinu Lahamshir Gilu Haketz, but only the power to make rest and to draw the revelation of the end, Lamata Nistalik Mimenu, just that alone was removed from him. Basically, he's saying the divine remained with. Yaakov, the Shekhinah remained with Yaakov. It was only that he couldn't have the Shekhinah to uh, rest on his children. So then, but the question becomes, how come it says that the Shekhinah left him? So the Shekhinah left the ability to his children. The Rabbi addresses this in Hay, and it says that um, the fact that his children can't get the Shekhinah, are not at that level, that actually takes away from the level of Yaakov as well, as the Rebbe gives the example from Moshe Rabbeinu. 
And as Rebbe will explain further, that specifically when you're confronted with a situation that you're trying to be mashkin the shechina to your children and they're not worthy of it and the shechina leaves you that you can't tell them it, then you sort of fall down of your own level that it impacts you at that point even though the sons may have not changed then, but yet that impact takes place at the time when you are sort of disappointed when you try to reveal and it doesn't happen. Let's look inside. Hey, Ba'af al and yet it Our sages of blessed memory emphasize bilishoinam in their language and they say vinistalko mimenu shechino, the divine left him. But really, even though when we're this uh, this uh, removal of the shechina that we're talking about, this is a matter which is only touches, which is connected to seemingly onto the tribe. So maybe we should have said that his sons weren't. Uh, Meritress for this, okay. It's about why are we talking about the Mimenu? We're talking about Yaakov. So he says the reason is this alone that his sons are not worthy to the revelation of the Kates. Paul this caused impacted a descent also in Yaakov. Similar to we find Moshe Rabbeinu, Hakadosh Baruch Hu tells him, "Go and descend from your greatness." As the pasuk says, "Klum," Rashi says, "Klum." Rashi explains there that "Klum nasati Did I only reason I gave you greatness is because of the Yidden, and if the Yidden are down, you're down too. So basically, if Yaakov's children are down, that brings Yaakov down as well. That causes the Yerida also in Moshe. So that's why the Torahs, the, the Chazal are emphasizing the Stalka Mimenu, it was him. But Rebbe explains now, but this level that was revealed to him was before also. So why is, does this cause to, to, uh, to Moshe Rabbeinu, the Lechereid takes place not when he's on the mountain. When he comes down and he sees them, uh, that is when the descent of Moshe Rabbein, as the Rebbe will say, takes place. Yaakov's descent and Yaakov's Nistalko uh, Menashchina takes place specifically when he's trying to tell them and he's not able to tell them. Omnom, Apizeinim, Muvan, Neisvov, Kiv, Onshematsov, Yaakov, Tolib, Matzav, Bonov, since Yaakov's situation hinges on the situation of his sons, So how come the Shechina leaves him only after he wants to tell them the Kates? Then all of a sudden we say, But they were in that situation even before he tried. They didn't. It was just that now he found out about it, but that's the way they were before. As opposed to Bnei Yisrael Moshe, which over there that happened later on. I mentioned before, the Rebbe explained that also by Moshe was at that point it happened. But over here in the question, it seems like by the Bnei Yisrael Moshe that Moshe Rabbeinu descent came, that came after the happenings that by the Yidden that they did the eagle, so this caused the descent also for Moshe. But by Yaakov and his son, there's nothing that changed over here. They weren't worthy of that level. So why is it only in his talcum, in Shechina, at that point? So to begin with, there should not have been the resting of the Shechina as it relates to this matter, because they weren't worthy, not that later on, his talcum, once... Uh, he's trying to tell them. But the Rebbe is going to explain Tataka by Moshe Rabbeinu, it also worked a similar way. Over here, we also find 
an example from Moshe Rabbeinu. But at this Moshe min Hahor, when Moshe descended from the mountain, he had the two tablets of the testimony in his hands. He was carrying it. When he came close to the camp, he saw the calf and the circles that they were dancing. They became heavy on his hands. The tablets became heavy on his hands. And then Moshe got angry. And he threw the luchas from his hands. And he broke them. Similarly, the question is, Man is What new was revealed at that time? What novelty? What took place that Moshe Rabbeinu dropped it? The fact, the fact that they made the eagle, that took place before Moshe descended from the mount. Not only did it take place before, but Moshe knew about it. Moshe knew about it while he was in the mountain. God let him know that they made for them this golden, this molten calf. And since Hashem told him, so he knows for sure, didn't have to see it. That means there was no doubt that this took place. So, so how come they became heavy on his hands? And Moshe and Moshe got angry. Specifically, when he saw the calf and he saw those circles. And the explanation of this. For as long as the time period that Moshe was on the mountain, he was separate, unconnected to all matters of below. He had no tie. He had no frame of reference with the world and its matters. So also the act of the eagle did not touch him or his level. It wasn't there. Even though this matter already was in the world, he knew about it by hearing it. So he still didn't touch him. It wasn't. Didn't, he didn't connect to it. Ulam kashir yorat. But when he descended minohor from the mountain, ulachar zegabro, and then he actually sees it as a eagle. No gaboy hadover. Then this matter touched him. Ba'achekov du yodov to the extent that his hands became heavy. Ba'yicharav Moshe ba'yashlechas aluchis, and Moshe got angry and he throws away the luchas. So that happened by. Moshe. Similar thing happens by Yaakov now at this point, at this juncture. And similar is in our case. Even that also before Yaakov called his sons they were not fit to the revelation of the case. So why did it just leave him now? He shouldn't have been there in the first place, the Rebbe says. But yet, over here, he rested upon Yaakov, the divine, even as far as this matter of revealing the end. Because at that point, when he was unconnected then from having any relationship and of thought in their situation, at that point, he wasn't connecting with them. Then it didn't matter. This was not connected. It did not impact him. But once he seeked to reveal the case of son, then now we have a connection, a tie to his sons. 
That's why it impacts him and his talkumim and shchina. Shchina leaves him. So that explains why we're talking about the shchina. Why did it leave Yaakov, and why didn't it not leave him before? Because at this point, when he tried to connect originally in his world, he was able to relate that to his children. Before he had that relationship of Agidulachem, when he gathers them. And at that point, when they're not Roy, this impacts him as well, that the Shekhinah leaves him as well. So, what are we going to say from all this? That uh, means that what? That uh, it, doesn't, it didn't accomplish anything. So, Yaakov wants to do, the Ebrister doesn't allow him, the Ebrister is the Stalkim and Shekhinah, he can't reveal to them. So, does that mean that nothing happened? So, then why does the Torah write it? So, just don't write it and just tell us. So, that it means. That yet there is an impact in it. That explains now no Zion. Alpha PK. Still. Kivon Shoyinyan Deosuva Gidalochem Nikta Batoido. Since this matter is written in the Torah. Move on, it's understood. Shazeshotza Yaakov Legali Saketz. That this that Yaakov wanted to reveal the end. Paul Pulose Gamlamata. This actually had an impact also below. To the extent that this becomes a teaching, an eternal lesson. We have to say, why does the Torah write about it? So it can't be that it didn't have its impact below. Because since Torah is eternal, we're not going to tell you just something that happened a long time ago that didn't take place. Then the Torah had not would it have not Torah is given to all Yidden Saperes tell us that he wanted to without having any impact in this world. And we also without this that the Torah would not have told you, we also understand that an imp, there must be some impact from wanting to reveal the kates because the request of the tzaddikim does not go empty, does not return empty. When they ask, it happens something. This also we have an example of Moshe Rabbeinu. Moshe and Yaakov have one idea. Yaakov is from the outside and Moshe uh, from the inside, quoting from the Lakut uh, Sorry, the Tikkun Ezer. Find by Moshe Rabbeinu that through his uh, prayers, uh, he was able to accomplish, maybe not in an inner way, but at least in a makif, in a surrounding way. So Yaakov's desire to reveal to his son at least impact them in a makif way. This brings down Benegayel and Moshe Rabbeinu in his buyer. It is explained with regards to Moshe Rabbeinu, Kalidei Tfilosei through his davening was Hanon. He asked, So he started off with Re'iyah. He wanted to see the land. And the reason he wanted to do it is because he wanted to impact the Bnei Yisrael in the idea of seeing godliness. So, Paul he impacted. He couldn't. He didn't. Even though he himself did not go into the Eretz Yisrael, he wanted to give them the level of Ria, but he still impacted He was able to draw down the level of Ria by Bnei Yisrael in a surrounding way, which means he could not bring down the level of Riyah in an inner. As the conclusion of the Pesach, he says, So he's only Shmiya there. That in their inner, they'll have the level of Shmiya, not Riyah. However, Moshe Rabbeinu succeeded in giving them the level in a Makif. Makif, but in the surrounding way, he also, he drew down to them the level of Riyah. A similar we can say also by Yaakov. 
that Samuch lehis talkusay. This was close to his passing. Even though the Shechina separated, later on he says, he says he once started off with Vagida, the revelation, but then later on, the second gathering, he says, he comes to Bishimu Bnei Yaakov. Listen, does the Shemir, Ava Pikein, but yet, Bazesh, Omari Os Vagida. The fact that he said, Get together and I will reveal Agida. No son, He gave that strength to the sons of Yaakov. And also to the sons that follow them at Achris Ayomim to the end of the days. That they should reach with their service to the revelation of the Kates, at least in a surrounding way. Which means avoidas Hashem ba'ofen shel cheders me'umas holam yitzhora, serving Hashem in a way of freedom from the nations of the world and from the evil inclination. That is the kates in derech makiv. That while you're here in the golus, you're still serving Hashem in a makiv dika kates in achris yom dika way. In Oishes, the Rebbe will point to three changes from Rashi and the Gemara and the Shas, and uh, the Rebbe will explain why Rashi is different. The Pirush Rashi be Parsha Seinu Oishes. In Rashi's uh, commentary in our Parsha, Gimul Shinuyim Eloshon Hashas. There are three changes. Aleph number one, Hishmit Tevas Livvonov. Rashi doesn't mention that he wanted to reveal to his sons, because the Rebbe will say that's in the Pasuk already. Beis, Hashishmi Tevas Hayom, he says just the Kates, doesn't say the word Hayomin. And Gimel, and number three, Moisif, Rashi has the word, so he started saying other words. So, in this... Uh, also, Bezegam Koshe in the it's not only that there is a change, Rashi adds the words he started saying other things. So what is this, this is telling you that the, uh, of course he's saying other things over there. We see that the base and why does Rashi say it in a way Why does Rashi say it in a long way? He started telling them. We have to say, this is all necessary and it's specific in the simple meaning of the Pasik, which is the Shitas Rashi, which is Rashi's style, Rashi's line, how Rashi explains in the Torah, in his commentary on the Torah. The kids are to explain these three changes. So the first change that it says, not Levonov. So it says, I'll tell you. That's what the heading of the Rashi is. So there is no room to duplicate, say to his sons. Why did the Rashi doesn't have to say he said to his sons? Because it's on, Rashi's commentary is on the post. Agid is the sons. Number two, doesn't say Yomin. Achiluk, the Kates Hayomin, the Kates Hayomin. Yomim with a mem and Yomim with a nun, which is the lotion from Daniel in the in the end of, of, of there. Uh, and um, there's a question exactly what the mean means, and the Rashi explains there. But this whole idea of difference is Khan. That's not important here. Rashi closes as a case. We don't not negay if it's Hayomin, Hayomin. Even in the Medrash, he explains here that it's Kate's Hayomim. So that's one way where Rashi just. So Rashi says Kate's without saying Yemenim. Maybe according to the Medrash and Rashi, Kate's Hayomim. It's actually the same. There's no difference between. Yomim is the days, or you mean the right? So, both things. Rashi just writes Kates because it's either not important or it doesn't make a difference, and therefore the case. Now, the third question is what is Rashi? 
Ha'echoche debikesh legalis es haketz, the way we learned before, how do we know that he wanted to reveal the end, is kiva'agido moira mila de chuchmaso, because he used the Lashon Agido, which shows on words of chuchmaso, the primius, as the Rebbe explained earlier, kenal siv gimel. But in the simple meaning, there is really no room for that interpretation. In Ken Kosher can also, the question remains as above in Seif Siv Beis, how do we know this novelty that he told them about the end of, uh, I want to reveal to them the case, that after Loimar, maybe it's possible to say, maybe once you other details, that's going to take place in the end of days. How do we know that he wanted to tell them the, the kates? In addition to those that he says later on. That's what Rashi explains. After he quotes, I will tell you, which we don't find in the Pesach, a follow-up. He started saying, he started other things. There's like a new, there's a interruption. He starts other things. The the force that we have to say that there was a new beginning, that is so clear. Rashi doesn't have to explain it Sha'omar Yaakov Chodosh, he starts over again. It was a. He coughed to Gomer Canal Siv Base, like we said earlier in Siv Base. Basically, later on was new things. It was a new Aschola, new things. This is not, not saying do more things. Uh, if over here it meant uh, just other things, that would not fit with. Later on, there is a new Aschola. He started saying other things. So we have to say that this was something different, and this was the Gilu Hakates that he was trying to tell them. The Rebbe gives now a lesson in our service. There are those that are calculating, which is really the accounting of the world that uh, they 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 uh, figure out that we read this they say that the generations have descended and therefore they say how could it be possible that our generation which is an orphan generation said this one that we should have a connection to the revelations of the future redemption, such revelations that were not merited in the greater earlier generation, is our generation better? And this comes the lesson. That through Yaakov requesting to reveal to his sons the end of days, he gave the power to all Yidin in all times, to the time that while the Shechina is removed from him, he still gives them that Koyach. To the extent that we're talking about the removal and the Obscurity, this great, the greatest uh, obscurity in our generation. When the darkness is doubled and quadrupled. But now also, that also now, we have the constant power to impact. In one moment, in one instant. That we are able to reveal the end. In the true and complete redemption. The truth is, the fact that they argue that this generation is not fit, 
זה גוף הריחוך, this itself is evidence, כעכשיו הוא זמן גילוי המשיח. That means that now is the time for the revelation of משיח. וכמיימר עזר, אז ה-Sage Blessed Memory says שמשיח בו בעץ חדש. משיח comes when there is a removal of the mind. כאשר נמצואים, when, what means בעץ חדש? You don't expect that we are worthy of a Mashiach. Kasha, nimtsoim b'matzav kozeh. When we find ourselves in such a situation, she'ein hadaz v'aseichel ha'goli, that the mind, the knowledge, and the revealed mind doesn't see, shum mokoi, no space. Eich tov ha'gula, how could the redemption come? Harei hesach hadaz zeh. So that removal of the mind, not expectation. Simen muvakul ha'gula kruvah. That is a clear, sign, a prominent sign for the coming, the close redemption. Because Hesach doesn't mean that you don't think about Mashiach. It's not intense that we should not think or to anticipate God forbid the Gula. So then that will be a removal of the mind. The contrary. There is a main principle in the belief of the Yidden that we wait for him every day to come. But what does it mean? The intention is that without habit, without paying attention, that the mind, the knowledge, and the revealed sees no room for this. So we believe with the force of our belief, which is beyond knowledge and reason. That is the service of Hesachadas. And we have this belief that David the son of David, comes very soon. This is Mesichas Parshas, Shabbos Parshas, Vayichi. Tough chin coffee.